Hey guys, I am Caleb Giddings. And I am Keith Finch. And you are watching or listening to Gun Day Brunch on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, wherever it is that you like to follow us worthless clowns. Um, in this week's, oh, before I get to that. Continuing uh, our clowning. Yeah, our, our, our worthless clowning. You were supposed to wear a nose and a wig for this episode. I was. Um, I, 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 I messed up. Sorry. You, you really are a worthless clown. Right? I can't even clown correctly. Look at me. So uh, for this week's episode, uh, before we get into that, I would like to thank all of our sponsors for whom you will see a lovely uh, title card. I don't know why I can't say title card. All of our sponsors, title card, ads, good people, money. Yay. Sponsors, guns.com. Sponsors. Check them out, guys. Check them out. It's been a day. And speaking of, uh, the, uh, the topic of today's episode is how... Alec Baldwin has more CONUS kills than every Hawaiian shirt-wearing LARPer out there on the planet. No, I'm kidding. That's, that's not what we're talking about. While that is true, it is not our topic. Well, that is technically true. <laughs> that is not what we're talking about. Um, and uh, no, what we're talking about today is we're going to get to talking about New York State Rifle and Pistol Association Incorporated versus Bruin. And half of you just went, what the hell is that? Most of you probably know it as NYSRPA versus Corlett. Uh, it's changed names because Corlett's gone, Bruins out, or Bruins in. But before before we get to that, we do want to take a moment and talk about something that I'm personally excited about. So excited that I wrote a nice letter to Springfield and said, I'm sorry for all the mean things I ever said about XEMs. Please send one high power. And they're probably going to tell I, you to go. I too had to eat crow with Springfield Armory this week because they released their goofy help stuck case get unstuck charging handle. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? This is a problem looking for, you know, th- this is a solution looking for a problem. What the hell, guys? Why would anyone ever take you seriously ever? Ha ha laughing emoji. And then they're like, oh, well, you've triggered my trap card. Here, have the SA-35 affordable Browning high power that looks freaking amazing. And I'm like, oh, you baited me into that. You you totally walked me into that. Why? Yeah, I mean, it how, looks, how dare you? How dare it, you, sir? I mean, I still want one. I am absolutely going to get one. <laughs> it's upsetting how good that gun looks. Um, like, I, like, That was unfair. Like, it, they, like... I don't know who in their marketing team was like, here, we're going to do the funny products for a little while until we drop this on them and make all those people who make fun of us. Sorry. Cause it worked. And Oh man. So I follow uh, Rob Letha on social and he posted his personal gun in like a beat up old leather hat holster. And like the gun had very clearly been shot by the great one. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh God, it looks so good. I mean, and here's the thing, maybe, you know, for the record guys, if we don't get to talking about the Supreme court in this episode and we just talk about guns, then it's a gun show. Oops. You know, oops. Um, (laughs) The thing that I, that maybe we are going to talk about guns. It's so I've had, we'll get to it. it. I promise we will get to it. Just might not be this episode. Might not be this episode. That's fine. Maybe we'll talk about it after they have their oral arguments. We can discuss the arguments with some clarity. Maybe that's a smarter plan for the clown show because I do really want to talk about this high power. 
frick. I didn't know how bad I wanted to talk about it until I started talking about it. Um, Hashtag triggered. God, I, so I love triggered. this. So I love this. <laughs> it's so I've had a high power and it uh, sucked. It was not like it was a uh, I had a Belgian one and the trigger was just terrible. Um, the hammer, of course, was awful. And the magazine disconnect is a very Belgian thing. And it just wasn't fun or good in any way, shape or form other than it was, you know, an all steel nine mil. So it had like no recoil. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I saw the Springfield. Oh man, the features. It's got good sights. Mm -hmm. It's got no magazine disconnect and mm -hmm. it's got a roweled hammer. And I'm like, guys. And they, uh, they upped it to 15 from the classic 13. Right. And I, and I know I like, I saw so many people who on Monday begging, begging Metgar, like you guys better come out with twenties or 21s come out with mm -hmm. 20 or 20 magazines, please, please Metgar make this happen for us. So they probably will. <laughs> and I can't guarantee you that they will, but, but they probably will. Cause Metgar likes money. And yeah. And Metgar Met likes making things that I like. Yeah. In the pistol magazine category. And then they, yeah, and taking our money. And then they, yeah, no, and then just, they just money machine go burr. But you know what the really irritating thing about this uh, SA35, I think is what it's called, is the price mm -hmm. point. I fully expected it to be like $1,100. And if it was $1,100, $1,200, I would have been like, pass. Like, that's cool. Like, cool, but pass, not not a need to buy it now but no what did they do to us caleb what did they do it's 700 fucking dollars msrp it's 700 dollars which means you'll probably be able to find it for less if you know how to shop around a gun shop in a couple of months it'll probably be like 600 maybe 650 700 I, I expect to see a lot of them at like 609 619 and that's going to be a really good price I, I, ex we, we might see them 599. Uh, I don't expect to see them on gun broker 599, at least initially. I expect all that to be MSRP or slightly above until mm. these get released into the wild in mass oh, yeah. enough for it to cool down because everybody wants one right now. And then I've, I've seen uh, other people speculating, like, well, what do this, does this mean? And I commented in Gat Daily's post about how Springfield does their website a certain way and they do it by series. Well, mm -hmm. they do that for a reason. They do it by series. Um, so the SA35 could turn into its whole series. So for those of you looking for a new tactical double stack single action that might have the ability to take a light in the future because they add a rail or any number of other things. I do fully expect Springfield, if the series succeeds, which now they know it's straight fire, um, to do a whole new high power series. If this thing runs the way that it can run and if they and if they do their typical thing, like they've been doing in 1911s forever, like they're going to be able to print seven different versions of these and they will sell like wildfire, mm -hmm. especially if the triggers are halfway decent. Like everyone's going to have fun with this and then they're going to mod it to crap and have all, all kinds of just good time shenanigans with this. It's going to be fun. Well, and good job, cool Springfield. Thing, right. Really good job. And the other cool thing about it is from like a, from a product standpoint, from purely a product standpoint, the fact that 
its uh, high power and not a 9mm 1911 was actually a good thing because the high power was more reliable than any, well, not any, because I the minute I say that, some guy's going to be like, here's a test of a 9mm 1911 that went 11 billion rounds and never malfunctioned. Okay, fine, whatever. But yep. the high power was and is a very reliable design. It is more inherently reliable than your average 1911 chambered in 9mm which means that instead of having to sort of be worried, you have to be like, you have to be a little bit worried about how it's put together, but a lot less than you would if it was a 9 mil which in theory means I can go and give someone my $700 and then take this gun and put a 15 round magazine in it and expect it to feed everything out of that 15 round magazine. Not like I would with a 9 mil 1911 where I'd be like, okay, I've got my Wilson combat ETM mag. I have my trip Cobra mag and I have my uh, Dawson mag and we're going to figure out which mag it likes the best. And then we're only ever going to use those mags with this specific bullet profile ever again. That do be a thing with 1911s, don't it? Do be. It, it, it do, do be. be. Did you see, speaking of this gun, uh, did you see what EAA did the day before it launched? I did not. They launched their own high power clone and mm. they took, oh no, it's so much better than that. So I'm on EAA's mailing list because I did some sort of terrible sin at some point in my life, right? Um, yeah. No, I kid. I, I, I legit I'm, kid on, I'm on mailing lists too. And to a lot of people listening, yeah, you guys are too. We're not sorry, but we are kind of sorry. Mailing lists are sometimes annoying. But thank you for being on ours. Enjoy our bladder. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, it's dribble. Enjoy our dribble. Yeah, the dribble. D-R-I-B-B-L-E, as opposed to drivel, which means nonsense. Um. But yeah, whatever. So uh, EA, so and I, I do kid because I actually love EA's advertising because it is fully unhinged oh, in the way that- hard. They, they, <laughs> so uh, for those who didn't see it, Springfield teased the launch of um, the, the SA-35 launch they teased it by putting out a thing that had like a guy sitting at like a workbench and it had like 1935 on the calendar and a picture of John Moses Browning and stuff like that. Right. So here's what EAA did to launch their uh, high power clone is they took that whole ass image, photoshopped EAA on the guy's back and leaned a shotgun up against his desk next to him. And that was what they used to launch their clone their high power clone which is a turkish high power mm -hmm. clone it's much more of a faithful reproduction in that it doesn't have all of the cool guy modern upgrades that you're looking for but it was the most ea thing that i've ever seen because they literally did it the day before springfield launched theirs and hang on i gotta see if i can find this release it's so freaking it's so ea guys and uh i'm i'm looking i'm looking at the pistol right now and i'm like yep that's uh that is certainly EAA. <laughs> it's, it is. And it's, oh, it's so great. I love these guys. So for people who don't understand Made uh, it EAA's uh, advertising, they uh, once did gun legs. So they did a, a poster of a woman whose legs were guns. And mm -hmm. they've done just some of the most genuinely, delightfully unhinged advertising I've seen in my life. Um like you can do a Google search. Here it is. EAA Gerson MCP35. 
blah, blah, blah. Designed and engineered with Sears. Oh, there's does have a round hammer, so that's nice. And theirs has an yep. ambi safety. Um, blah, 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 blah. Where has been, where is the, oh, I could have sworn, <coughs> I could have sworn that in this ad, they took the piss out of uh, Springfield, but maybe in this press release. Oh, here it is. Uh, th th it was in the first paragraph. <clears throat> Let me get my press release voice on. Florida-based company, European American Armory Corporation, the world's leading importer of European firearms, has made it their mission to bring the U.S. consumer firearms that are on the leading edge of technology and doing so before any other importer or manufacturer. Such is the case with EAA's latest firearm, the Gerson MC-P35, which will be readily available November 15th and the first to hit the market long before the competition. Which, <laughs> I appreciate that they said that because... Um, and I, I, I have, again, I have no beef with EAA. I've reviewed their guns. I know some people who work there, but if I go on gun broker and type in Springfield SA 35, I can buy one right now. Is it expensive? Yes. It's like a thousand bucks was the cheapest one I found. Okay. Now we're going to type in EAA Gerson. The fuck was the name of that? MCP 35. Uh, I like zero, how they're like zero European match. European American Armory, finest firearms from Europe. And they're like, Turkey, Turkey counts as Europe. Little bit, Europe. little bit Europe. So I love you, EAA. I love your aggressive press releases. However, I can buy the SA-35 now. I can't buy an MCP-35. So, you know. Before the rest of the competition, maybe not so much. Maybe not. Is it, I did actually just review a Gerson for shooting Illustrated, not obviously this one. Um, and I think my favorite thing about it was uh, that it had four names because it had one name written on the slide, then it had another name, and then on EAA's actual website, they used three different nomenclatures to refer to that exact model of the gun. So I was like, I don't know what to call this for the article. <laughs> what did you want me to call it? Uh, oh, and it had... Uh, two 17 round magazines but only one of them had 17 witness holes the other one had 15 because they were like fuck yo extra two rounds I yeah. guess. <laughs> just just guess man just, you're fine what could go wrong <laughs> uh, close close enough it'll be okay but the the best part was it comes with a proprietary red dot uh which is the eaa far dot and it didn't come with a manual so i have no idea what footprint this dot fits I searched on the internet and eventually figured out that it is definitely most glorious people's red dot, uh, which did, <laughs> didn't help me figure out what fucking footprint it is in case <laughs> what I is your, it on the What gun. is your screw pattern, sir? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I just want to know, can I replace you with an RMR or not? Just please tell me. Never figured <laughs> it out. I did actually like the gun. Again, I did actually like the gun, but it's one of those things and I mean, you've experienced this, but name, I'll ask you this, name a manufacturer that is more bonkers than EAA with stuff like that, where it will just be like, they're marketing. They, they, are, they are certainly very uh, YOLO, fly by the seat of your pants while those pants are on fire when it comes to putting stuff off. Not that the stuff doesn't work. Every yeah. EAA I've shot, including the very strange, incredibly sparkly Tangfolio Witnesses, which are a CZ-75 clone with a lot of sparkles. 
um, those worked. Those guns shot, and I know people who like them quite a bit, mm-hmm. both because they were sparkly and because they ran pretty well. Um, but that absolutely bonkers throwing this stuff out there, just like, yeah, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Well, is it compatible with anything? We don't care. It's ours and it's out. Go hot and ready. Hot now. Hot now of the gun world. Yeah, it's they're they're the little Caesars. It's like hot and fresh, yep. and they just don't care. Um, yep. How much cocaine, like in a tonnage amount, do you think it's consumed <laughs> in the EA yeah. board room? In a, in a board in a board meeting of EAA, especially as they're importing out of Turkey, and they just go, "All right, guys, we need shinier guns. We need something new and shiny for the market." Here we go. We are going to frame shiny, sparkly guns. It'll be magical. We'll make a blue one, an orange one, a pink one, a green one, a green and pink one. We're going to go absolutely mad. And they're like, calm down. Didn't they also <laughs> import that gold uh, Beret, that gold Beretta clone from Gerson? Like, it is a I, yes, yes. gold-plated Beretta clone, which... I, didn't I, think- I think it had Santa Maria grips on it too. I don't know if those were aftermarket or not. Would, those were aftermarket. Tamara added say, those on, in the aftermarket. Yeah, yeah okay. I, um, I, the, the, one, the one I saw was Tams, and I'm like, if those come stock with Santa Maria grips, St. Mary grips, like they just win. It's a whole, whole different category of, I don't even care if this gun runs. This gun just wins in its own own area of just existing it's just one at life (laughs) you know who used to be really bananas like that and it was fun car used to be full on like let's hard too did you oh do you remember the weirdest gun i ever saw that i really really wanted from car that i don't think they ever actually made a single one of was they made an optics ready steel frame uh like i think t9 was the designation for it with an extended barrel that was ported Mm -hmm. it was so insane it was like did you guys have like a moony sweat session in your church uh look that up and you just and the end result was this gun it had stendos it had a single it had a single stack extended magazine it was God, it was beautiful. Single stack stendos are the most bonkers thing that make me happy in the universe. Like, I I get it out of a 1911 for adding one or two, especially in in the certain comps that require that. So your so your uh, capacity's right. I get that. But the bonkers level stendos that places like Pro Mag make, where it's like, here's your 18 round 45 ACP extendo 1911 single stack magazine. And you're like, I don't know who needs this, but I'm glad it exists because it makes me happy. (laughs) Guys. uh, I found a picture of the car and I'm going to, when this video goes live, I promise you that I will post a link to this gun, the gen two car gen two premium series. And I'm sending this to Keith. So he can behold this thing because it is just, it's so, the industry, I mean, it's been pretty bonkers at times, but I feel like this will, and look at this oh, thing. I remember that. I remember the days. I remember the days, Caleb, of 
the rotating quad rail, the rotating quad rail of the AR-15, the absolute most bonkers, most useless thing that I could ever imagine from a practical standpoint. But like, if you knew absolutely nothing other than quad rails had stuff that you, you could put on them, like the rotation kind of had merits if you didn't think about it. Yeah. Or so they did it. You could they turn it into a propeller. Yes. Oh, yes. But uh, the, the fact that you could rotate the grip this way and this way and this way, I don't know why you would want to any point in time, but you could you could rotate your light and it could be at the six o'clock and then it could be over at nine or three. Who knows? Go crazy. <laughs> I, all right. So I figured out a title for this episode and I will frame it with a question to you. What is the wildest product that you ever saw at SHOT Show that you also low-key wanted and or loved? Ooh, 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 ooh. The wildest product to this day was the uh, twerk pod. The what? The twerk pod. I, I have to look it up. I'm on their mailing list. Did it you was say this twerk crazy pod? Twerk pod. The twerking bipod. I, As you know. As twerking. you know, if I, I have to figure I am not clicking on the first result for twerking by <laughs> <laughs> oh I am on, I have to find it. I don't remember the, the, uh, but it was a hunting bipod with very long legs, um, kind of like shooter sticks, mm -hmm. uh, that attached conventionally to a firearm pick rail or regular like arms mount stuff like that. But unlike a bipod, which generally provides you very, two very rigid legs that you can then angle and push into something and everything like that, this was the twerking bipod that could rotate, change angles, all kinds of crazy stuff. I remember stuff. that. And the device they made to show it off, which is why I call it the twerk pod, was a rotational like turntable disc with a bolt action rifle on it that just showcased because it just made the rifle dance all around inside this case that they built at SHOT Show. And so it was a twerking bipod. And I'm like, ah, a twerk pod. I remember it doesn't that. do they anything I want a bipod to do, but it certainly does that. They were down in the basement, weren't they? They like had to be on the, the basement they, floor. They had, one, they had one display in the basement, uh, the ground level SHOT Show. And then they had one in the new items display, the new items aisle mm. uh, right through the doors. And that's the one I saw. And I'm just watching this thing, just twerking around. And we talked to these guys and we're like, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, like if you want, but like, guys, have you thought this out? Because this, this is either shooter sticks, which are kind of, you know, it's a second item, but they're pretty convenient for a lot of people who actually use them and want to use them uh, for a hunting or a competitive environment that does that. Or you have this, which is actually attached to your gun. And I felt like, less convenient so that is the most bonkers thing i can remember uh seeing at shot show uh other than uh, um another one was from marim dolphin who are an israeli uh nylon company they do body armor vests stuff like that and those guys have a bonkers r&d um just absolute bonkers balls to the wall i think they do a lot of energy stimulants <laughs> um r&d and these guys had a body armor system that also had a quick detach sustainment pack so the really big hiking pack 
Not mm-hmm. the little one, not the three day, not the assault pack, but a really big, like a, huge sustainable like a big A-frame. Pack. Yep, the big old A-frame pack. They had one that ejected off your back as you pulled like a, an ejector suit and it at- attached to this rigid plastic frame. And they thought this thing was like the coolest item. And they sent me one. And I, I'm taking this thing apart and trying to put it, and they clearly put a lot of thought and time and effort into this without actually talking to a grunt, or at least not a grunt that wanted to tell them they were wrong. Um, <laughs> guys, your assault pack is not good. Yeah, like, they're like, well, you get into a firefight, you immediately eject all of your gear behind you onto the ground so you can run faster. I'm like, that, no. Just got all my stuff in it. That's all, that's all my stuff. I know enough horror stories of guys who were riding freaking armor and they lose their stuff because it got shot off the side of their, their tank or their track. Like it's gone now. And I now have to replace or borrow other people's stuff to do, but they at least had the, uh, the sustainability that came with their vehicle. So they were warm and they had fuel and they, they had a supply line that was attached to their vehicle to keep the vehicle going. Like a grunt, if you're on a three-day freaking patrol and you have to eject your pack and now that's gone because you've moved through and assaulted your objective and, you know, you may have been able to go back to get it. You may not have. Don't know. Oh, well, yes. Yes, I don't have <laughs> clean underwear. That's gone now. Me. I guess that's the enemy. Or imagine being in a sustained long enough firefight in, in the Middle East or somewhere and all the little freaking kids and scavengers and everything are like, oh, free pack. They're shooting over there. This is right here. Yeah. It's fine now. Like yep. there, there were, there were, they were so proud of the design. And I'm like, you guys clearly thought this through in a very narrow direction and yeah. were very much about this. There were a lot of cool features on it, the way the hydration system worked. And there was a lot of cool design into it. It just, it was like, no, this is not a good idea. You put a lot into this idea and you've clearly thought it out. It's just not a good idea from the start. I don't need an ejectable pack more than like a quick release strap system, something that I can get out of and shed quickly if I need to shed that pack. Like I don't, I don't need an ejector system. Was See you later, underpants. <laughs> Goodbye, food, water, and all the things that will make life okay. I'm glad I have my front plate. And rifle magazines. Hopefully my eye fact. That yeah. was the craziest thing about it too. Like the back wasn't like the back wasn't really like a conventional plate or anything like that. I couldn't figure out where I would put the sappy um and and secure it so that my back still had armor. I think the armor went with the back. Oh god, that's great. They're like, ah, <laughs> run face you for enemy only. That. Do not do not and watch do not face back for an enemy. <laughs> All right, my uh, my favorite. So uh, before I get into this, for people who have never been to Shot Show in the last what for the last gajillion years, it's been at the Sands Expo Center in Las Vegas. And when we talk about the basement of Shot Show, it's not actually the basement; it's the ground floor. But it's not the main expo floor; it's the floor under the main expo floor, and it is where it is where the crazy people go. It is where the desperate people go. It is where the people go you know, that have maybe a good idea that hasn't quite hit yet. Uh, and it is also where the people go with lots of like, you know, uh, deer piss camouflage and things like that. It's just, 
it very much is like a carnival barker environment down there on the the shot show basement and i'm very curious to see how that's going to be replicated with the new space as it's laid there out it i found it the swagger bipod the swagger bipod okay thank god uh, again guys i can very strongly recommend do not type torquing bipod into people, <laughs> especially if you're safe on government search computer. on ladies and gentlemen it's safe search on please yeah, yeah absolutely so swagger <laughs> bipod so mine and i don't remember the name of it but it was a chest holster that you like wove into your armor for an ar-15 the idea being that you could it was so it was like open it was like a taco right and you could take your rifle and you could go chunk and could chunk it in there and it would latch around the the magazine well and it would cover the trigger guard and everything like that but leave the pistol grip exposed and the idea was if you were slinging your rifle instead of like having to cinch down your sling you could get just could chunk it into here and it even had an active retention lever and all of that and it was so stupid because again i don't think the makers really thought about how it was going to be used outside of this like it's really cool and it's really hand like it would be probably the best invention for, uh, oh, I don't know, um, and I will, I'll take the piss out of my own career field, an Air Force Security Forces member who has to work the gate and man and carry a rifle because he can just ch- ch- chunk his rifle into there and then it's not going to swing around and stuff like that because he doesn't know how to set so a sling every, every six seconds when he has to go hands on something else and check an ID yep. or take a flashlight out or Perfect. salute or whatever it is he has perfect for that because it's a hands-off device which slings can be too (laughs) yes if you know how to set your sling up correctly which in the uh however many years i've been in this career field i've never seen a squad leader actually take their new troops aside and be like hey you're issued a blue force gear sling it's one of the best slings ever made by man here's how to set it up correctly no they're just like here's your shit i've never i've never seen that out of soldiers and very rarely out of marines because Marines, as I was exiting the field in uh, 2014, had just gotten Blue Force gear slings for only the M27s. Um, everything else was still running a three-point, which are terrible and just the worst. Nine miles of nylon just hanging out there in the universe. Yeah, but it's really um, good if you got to shoot seated and sling up at 500 meters at a target that's not moving and is the size of a car. It, it is good for that. You could get tension on that. Hope yeah. you do not have any looseness in the barrel and that you use the same flex on your barrel every time while shooting. Yeah, weird. Um, so, but what I wanted it for, <laughs> and the reason why I wanted this product was because, so at the time I was a very avid uh, competitor in Bianchi Cup, which is an action chain sport, blah, blah, blah. Bianchi Cup's rules are written in such a way that it would actually be legal to take an AR pistol chambered in nine mil and shoot it in their open division so long as you had a holster that could cover the trigger guard. So me and BJ Norris had this idea that we were going to build these AR pistols. We were going to put braces on them and everything. And we were just going to shoulder these things, go shoot carbines at the Yankee Cup. (laughs) But since it had a holster. It's the holster. Like we have a whole thread. There is a whole string of emails between me and him or uh, text messages about doing exactly this. And we eventually didn't because I went into the Air Force. And a couple of years later, he went into Border Patrol at man every now and then i still go to their website and i'm like add to cart 
No, 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 no. Re- remove. Remove from cart because I do have a nine mil AR pistol uh, from Aero Precision, which I've tested and is betty, betty accurate. So, you know. Um, it's one of the yeah. So dumb. <laughs> so dumb. But also kind of want. But but no. Naughty. Naughty. Bad. But also maybe. <laughs> also, but also maybe. And that is, you know, uh, that, I think that's one of the really great things about working in the firearms industry. And I, I, you've had this experience too, is guns are a very mature technology, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, ammo is a very mature technology. And even though we may not think so, electronic optics are actually a fairly mature technology. At yes, they've been, a, they've been around long enough to very, very much flesh out, especially the firearms themselves. Is I, I was talking about this with a few people earlier today, is um, a- ABC posted a piece where they were like the rise of the AR-15 in modern America and, you know, AR-15 bad, very scary. And all the points they were making about the AR itself, it's like, you can actually make that about just about any modern firearm. They, mm-hmm. they would make a, a pro point about it, like what people like about it. And it's like, yeah, but I have shotguns and bolt guns that also fit all those very vague, generic, descriptive words. Um, and that that's because these are good firearms. They're well-made firearms for what they do. What you guys don't want to come out and say <laughs> is that uh, these are the, the specific rifle we are talking about is a fighting rifle. And a fighting rifle does not care whether or not it's being used to fight in a lawful manner or in an unlawful one. It's something, mm. it's simply a good fighting rifle. And they didn't want to come out and, and say that or say that in those terms. Uh, but one of the, one of the things I brought up was uh, the maturity of pump action shotgun technology. Like the trench gun was 1897. Yeah. Pump action shotgun, 1897. And we really haven't changed it all that much from nope. then till now. When, like, if you, and I mean, like, you look at a Mossberg 590 and then you look at the trench gun, pretty similar. Well, and I mean, people, you know, some think people think of semi automatic rifles and handguns as new, but we have one that's the, the 1911 is over a hundred years old and it was developed actually before 1911 semi-automatic yeah. handguns have existed since before 1911 and i don't know mm-hmm. when the first semi hang on first semi-automatic rifle fusil automatique model 19 just guess what the next two numbers are going to be zero one oh close 17 1917 the fusil yeah. automatique so that sounds like it's a Belgian. It's uh, sure Belgian or French. Who knows? Yeah. Um, it's but but and, that's the point. Is yeah. oh, and there was you, one in nineteen oh six. The Remington like, Remington had one in uh, yeah the Model Eight. It was the Model Eight. It was introduced in nineteen oh six. It was the Model Eight. It was a semi-automatic rifle, guys. Semi-automatic rifles, not new technology. Magazine fed, not do technology. They were talking about doing that to the Garand in 1926. Which like they, they wanted to take that six millimeter. Yeah, they, they, sh- uh, the original. I, I always, we did this episode. <laughs> yep. The pile of 30 shot, the pile of 30 out six ammo, and the general going, but my big pile of ammo. <laughs> oh, and man. 
versus making it in seven millimeter by 51, which was like, hey, this one actually works a lot better. And we can put 10 rounds in it instead of eight, guys. Do, do you want to do that? And they're like, no, my big pile of ammo. But anyway, we have covered that topic. We, we extensively. We, we made people very angry yep. about uh, that topic. That's um, usually what we do on Sundays, apparently. Just yeah. Make, people angry. I, I make a lot of people happy, too. They're just quieter. Yeah, that's very true. I can't imagine anyone being angry about this episode because we talked, we spent 30 minutes now talking about things that bring us joy, you know, like ridiculous yes. products. And just to reiterate, I love EAA. I love their ludicrous advertising. I love they the, are nuts and it's awesome. <laughs> it is. We need because this is a very serious industry at times, and it's very easy for us to get as you know, content creators and editors and consumers and shooters to get bogged down in the like serious business of this. So it's fun when a company like EAA just sort of, you know, has a corporate marketing strategy of <laughs> because the re- the results, good, bad, or indifferent, hey, most of the EAA products are actually pretty solid, especially for their uh, price point. Yeah. But the, the fun we just have enjoying consuming what their marketing departments put out is... It's fun. Why not have some fun sometimes, guys? Come on. We have, we have fun here. Uh, we have fun here. I, I am planning. I, I'm having fun. I'm, uh, I, I'm going to try to sneak this into a magazine article that I'm writing for another company where I'm going to talk about shooting 9 mil out of a 357 revolver. And I'm going to say throwing a 9 millimeter hot dog down a 357 hallway. Um, it's fun. Everybody laugh. Right. You know? If you don't have fun with this, and, and I guess I th- oh, today's closing message will be brought to you by Thoughtful Caleb Giddings, which will be, guys, guns are serious business, dangerous, they can hurt people, but they can also be a fuckload of fun. And maybe tomorrow or this weekend or the next time you go shooting, just go have fun. Don't worry about training. Don't worry about being a steely-eyed killer. Just take the most fun gun you have, go out to the range, and turn money into smoke and noise. It's what Mr. Rogers would do, Steve Rogers, and probably Mr. Rogers Rogers. So, you know, go have fun, guys. That's it. That's all I got. I'm done. So, yep. Yep. We're done. We should, we should end it. We should cut it right there. I'm actually going to, in post, I'm going to edit this so that it doesn't sound like we said all of this shit afterwards, or maybe I'll leave it in. We'll see you next week, guys. Later. <laughs>